0: We are we are live um, welcome to MI brews uh, where we will sit here and booze it up online in front of y'all and talk about beer um, speaking. yeah speaking of uh, but, uh, so today we're, we're talking with uh, one of our good friends Brandon Edwards um, so yeah, we're gonna talk about his uh, his experience in brewing. He he's got a, brought us a couple beers to try out, to discuss, to taste, and we're gonna we're gonna get drunk on on Brandon's beer tonight. So, uh, with uh, that being said, I guess we'll bring him in. Welcome, there Brandon. he is.
1: What's
2: up, Brandon?
3: Hey guys, how's it going?
2: It'll get yeah. going better once we have this uh, a beer to drink. So before I open I the wrong one, I'm, I'm opening the one with the S on top, right?
3: Yes, S All is right. correct. And what am I drinking? You're drinking a ta- table saison. So a little table strength saison. It's like four and a half percent. Um, it's mostly Pilsner malt with a little bit of Vienna um, and some uh, Tetanang and Heller-Taw mittel Fuh, hops uh, in them. And uh, I think it's got, I forget exactly how much, between four and six ounces though, and it's uh, the hops don't come through as much as the saison character, but it's still pretty light considering. Uh, Is this
2: uh the first table saison you've ever but I've never made one, so like, what was the, what was the thought? You no, just wanted like amazing. a clean, easy pretty drinking pretty beer, good. yeah? It does.
4: Pretty, pretty
3: color. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted uh, I wanted something know? crush almost as crushable as a lager, but I didn't want to you know lager something. So um, that was my thought process was. I like saisons, and I've mostly made higher ABV ones in the past. So, uh, a nice like kind of lawnmower style saison sounded kind of good to me. So, it for those. This really—it a- it almost
2: has like that lager-like aroma yeah. to it. You know what I'm talking about? Like, oh, uh, that's really good. Maybe not necessarily yeah. corn or something, but no, that's, that's good. it's
5: good. It's good-looking beer. Good carbonation. Yeah. Very clear. Smells great.
2: I, uh, I want, think I want- like.
0: Go ahead, man. I want to brew this.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, I, <laughs> I, I think I
5: like that the saison characters are kind of light in it. It kind of matches that really well. So
3: yeah, that's a Weist thirty-seven eleven, French saison yeast. So it's not as not as potent as some as those uh, Belgian ones.
2: I want um, I want twenty twenty one to be the year of the uh, like light, clean drinking like beers. I would, I would crush I'm a bunch of these. and tired of getting drunk and...
0: off of one beer, Brian. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mexican lagers. I've
0: brewed yeah. <laughs> uh, so many
2: new yeah. Englands now it's <laughs> overwhelming.
5: So tell us about how you brew Brandon. What's, what's your rig? Like, what's your setup? All grain extract, brewing bag, uh,
3: all grain. I, I started out as a brewing a bag brewer and, uh, actually, I mean, I've only been brewing a little over two years, really. Um, so I brew with uh, all-in-one system now. I have an anvil foundry um, and a Robo brew. The 65-liter ones, so the bigger one. Um, so I like using you, them both. But use yeah. both,
2: yeah, yeah. What do you what do you use both for? Like uh, uh, why one over the other?
3: So the the foundry can do 120 or 240 volt. Um, you know, so it's 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 versatile. But I mostly use that one on the 120 inside, like in my basement, if I want to do. Uh, like overnight mash or you,
2: you can like swap off an attachment to like do that. Or uh, you have to font- like actually snip something and, and change uh, the wiring.
3: Yeah. So like found foundries, uh, anvils, anvils actual like recommendations are to clip the cord and put a new uh, cord on there. But like, as i I've, I, and a lot of folks who follow, uh, um, a popular Facebook forum on that device, make like an extension cord. Um, huh. but, Plugs in and I mean it it works just fine, and that way you don't have to clip your cord. And it's literally just a switch on the machine to switch it from 120 to
2: 240. So, oh dang, that's really cool. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them have the same similar capacity.
3: Uh, the foundry does up to 10 gallon total uh, capacity, um, and then the 65 liter, so that's like about 17 gallons. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that's a big unit.
2: yeah. Yeah how do you lift the grain out of something like that? If you do like a big old batch like that, like that's gotta be so heavy.
3: I have a, I mean, I have a, a hoist in my garage that I used to Mm. use when I grew in a bag, but honestly I haven't used it with either unit before. Um, I still, even when I use it, (laughs) 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 even with the, even with the 65 liter, I usually just lift it, but I, I haven't done any full like 10 gallon batches. I've used that for like bigger beers, um, like bigger, bigger five gallon beers. That way I have, you know, I can make as big of a grain bill as I want in there, and not have to worry about anything. That's more I my know. use for it.
5: I've so you uh... said you started brewing. Sorry, Brian, uh, you started brewing brewing bag two years ago.
3: Yeah, yeah, a little, little, right around two years ago. Yeah, and um, then
5: and then you're you're already into fucking two uh, standalone electric rigs. I'm terrible. You go big. Yeah,
3: no joke, <laughs> man. Uh, yeah, I mean, I brewed like some extract on the. On the stove like or on the stove with uh, some of my old college roommates like 10 plus years ago. Um, but then I, I always meant to pick it back up, but I never did until about two years ago.
0: I, I do not miss the brewing on the stove inside of an apartment days.
2: Oh, Jason's gonna! Don't tell Jason that. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I still I prefer was, brewing on my stove,
1: but not my
0: apartment,
5: <laughs> but my my my
0: big kitchen, but yeah. I, I was I was actually banned from brewing on the stove in our townhouse because I forgot to uh, turn off the faucet when I was filling up one of my buckets, and. Uh, Ooh. Ma- Made a nice little rainforest in my basement.
2: Oh no! How long was it on for? Whoops! Oh, it's
0: probably somewhere around ten gallons worth.
2: Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) cleaning. (laughs) Oh shoot! At least it was probably star sand at that point, right? Everything just got you know sanitized. So no, this
0: this was yeah, this was when I when I was this was the brewing water. This was oh yeah, yeah. No, it was just wet and gross everywhere.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh oh, yeah. I, so i've past. when you we were talking about grain i've heard uh i've heard people using a shop vac too to like shop vac grain out of like the the bigger like the units bigger and unit. stuff like that yeah. idea. that's 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 uh the lazy man's approach uh, I can see that from what i understand uh, you probably want to have like a dedicated unit or something like that i can't imagine <laughs> um, i don't know if like it's so sticky like I don't know how many people are listening have like brewed like all grain before like at all, but I mean the the wort like after you're done mash, every everything is just so sticky and gross if you touch it.
3: Yep. Uh, I do things a little weird too because I even though I have brew in a basket type units, I still use a brew bag with them. Um, habit slash like I don't ever have to worry about getting a stuck mash because I can always lift the bag. Yep. Um, And it's nice for cleanup, even still, I still prefer cleaning up that way.
2: Do you have one of those brew bags? Like a like the quote unquote like company brew bag? Yes. Or okay.
3: I have I have brewin'abag.com brew bags. Yeah. I even they have like two hundred micron and four hundred micron, and I love the four hundred micron, even though they're like almost double the price. They're just they're super durable. Like Hmm. I would I would get micro holes in my two hundred micron ones. They'd still work fine. Um, but like I you cannot you have to try to rip the 400 micron bags and they're just they're they're great. Yeah. Right on.
4: I, uh,
2: (laughs) thanks Drew. No, I I know uh, a lot of people that, um, use those brew bags, even when they're, uh, you know, in like a normal mash tun or anything like that, just for the reason you said, it's like almost literally impossible to get like a stuck mash using those, I guess. That's pretty cool.
5: Yeah, we did. Uh, you were here, Brian, with me when we, we was it that Saudi that we were trying to brew? I do remember the Soddy. And thankfully we had put that in a...
2: You say we, but I was not
5: involved with that. Oh, you were there.
1: <laughs> uh, so
5: we we had the Soddy that just kept getting stuck and Brian and I and Art kept having to lift the bag up and do that, you know, so that we could get some some drainage out of it. But man, what a mess.
0: So Brandon, what, what got you into, what attracted you to the all-in-one units outside of gone, like to your, your, your standard? I mean, just out of curiosity.
3: I mean, mostly cost effectiveness for doing electric. Um, like I thought about trying to do there. I, I kind of like, I like the idea of like some of the night, the uh, bigger brands, even though, I mean, Anvil's not a small brand since it's, you know, owned, like a subsidiary or, you know, cousin to Blickman, but uh, you know, it's, I like just the, the ease of getting in there. Um, you don't have to worry about having three vessels, which I've actually never, never brewed, a, you know, officially with three vessels. I've never even done that. I've always done brew in a bag or, um, you know, the old ones in my uh, short time brewing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. oh, all
0: right. Easy transition
3: then. Yeah.
2: Do you do it uh, like in your garage or, or inside? Like, is there like a, like a steam issue or anything like that? Or,
3: I do so if I use the big system since I don't even have I don't even have a 240 plug inside. I do that one in the garage always, um, and then the foundry. I primarily use that now. My 10 gallon system, like in the basement, just and steam wise, I mean steam's not a huge issue when I'm running on 120. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife doesn't like the smell. That's more of an issue. <laughs> um, I have used a steam slayer in the past, but which is a steam condenser, so it converts the Uh, steam to a disgusting smelling liquid Um, (laughs) which it's it's nice in some ways but like i also feel like since it's not since it's a solid steel unit and i can't see inside i'm always wanting to look anyways so it's you know i wanted that to be the ideal system but like i just like running it at 120, it's, it's acceptable inside, but eventually mm-hmm. I'll probably hook up like some sort of suction system, <laughs> venting system. But
2: yeah, yeah, that's cool.
5: Yeah. yeah so uh, I, I get the complaints only when I make the big IPAs cause I do 90% of my brewing inside, I've got a three tier in the garage, but I, I think we've used it a handful of times, but as long as it's not a big IPA, I usually don't get too many complaints.
3: My wife will complain a little bit, but like she puts up with it because I put up with her hobbies. She puts up with mine.
5: Oh, it's, yeah, I, I go. always go back to it's my kitchen. I do all the cooking. so <laughs>
2: As
3: long as you
5: don't it let the, the
2: wort boil over, uh, that is like the worst smell. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Burning nasty sugar water.
3: Yeah, I've done that once or twice in the garage when I used to do propane, but I mostly use firm cap now. And honestly, I, I've never even come close to um, boiling over since I started doing that.
2: Yeah, firm cap is super sweet. I've started using that uh, quite a bit in the last, I want to say probably just year. And uh, yeah, I use it during mostly just during boils. I I usually don't really care about fermentation. Like uh, I'll I'll use a blue off too. If I like I'm, I'm familiar with most of the yeast that I use these days. Well, I'll use a bluff if it's going to be one that I think is going to erupt a bit. Tartan, like a Scottish yeast, just like goes absolutely like bonkers for me usually, so always with those, but.
3: Yeah, I haven't. I, I used it in fermentation when I first started using it, but I, I'll put it in like just before I get to a boil and I, I never have any uh, overflow issues, and then I use, I think you use some of the same fermenters that I do too. I use mostly the seven point nine, eight gallon ones with a, mm-hmm. about five and a half in there. So it's once in a while, something the Krausen will get right near the top, but rarely does it get over.
2: So speaking right. of that, you, uh, your temp controlling your, uh, your fermentations on like, how do you, how do you do that?
3: Yeah. You? I have a little, uh, like five cubic foot freezer that I use. Um, so I can, I only really, I can only fit one vessel in there. So, um, I'll use that, uh, but admittedly, like, I, I use a lot of, I try to find yeast that I can use without without it if necessary, um, but, you know, occasionally, you're going to use something that-
2: Like the Cezanne? Fun,
3: cool. Yep. I like that, or, like, even if I'm going to use something like USO5 or some sort of Chico strain, something that I know isn't going to cause any problems if I go, like, 72 or something internal mm-hmm. temperature, but I'm not going to have an issue with it. Yeah. Right on. So my, my basement's usually around 64. Um, so works out. Okay.
2: I think I've read that, uh, it's something like for every, and, and granted the a colder temperature is going to, uh, fight it back too, but roughly for every like one Play-Doh drop you have in terms of like your gravity during fermentation, it'll produce something like a half degree Fahrenheit of like exothermic heat. So, um, but it's like it's so it's kind of hard to calculate like what your temperature is going to get to because like you said your basement sixty four degrees so yeah. it's going to like try to like keep that you know kind of cool too. Um, yeah, I, I use saison yeast for like ciders and stuff like that. Just, I don't feel like storing my cider and taking up like firm control like chamber room or whatever, so I'll just throw in like a pack of Belle saison into a cider and. It turns out great usually.
4: Yep. Right. Right on.
2: You keg?
3: Yep, I keg. I I so like I pretty much skipped a lot of the first steps that a lot of people mess with. Mm-hmm. I bottled like maybe some smaller batches when I first started and then pretty quick once I first I started with mead actually. Um so like I would <clears> only do <throat> smaller batches. I think I started doing like two gallon batches and uh would do that and I bottled it for a little bit but pretty quick I was like well you know I like mead but I'm also an impatient guy kind of (laughs) nature by nature and uh I decided you know mead takes a while so I want to drink now so I'm gonna actually I'm gonna (laughs) finally do the beer thing and uh brew some beer and You know, once as soon as I started that, I was like, "Man, now I need a cake because you know, then I can just transfer it there, carve it up, and I'm good."
2: You you Um, got a little bit of patience, otherwise you'd just be buying beer from the store all the time, right?
3: (laughs) Selective patience. Yeah.
2: (laughs) When you when you make beer that's better than you know what you can buy in the store anyway, uh, you know, you got to sacrifice something.
3: Yeah. You know, buying stuff in the store is research, you know, mm-hmm. finding, yep. finding some exactly. new stuff to try out. Like, oh, yeah, I've heard of the style. I've never really tried it. Let's give that a shot. All the time.
2: <laughs> That's it. I have four fridges full of research. <laughs> 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 I, I got to remember that now. Yeah, I'm, I'm no longer buying beer just for my own enjoyment.
5: So I should be able to to equate that into my, uh, my brewing budget, right? It's all just
2: research R&D. You have a
4: budget? Yeah, yep.
5: No, I just keep track of, <laughs> rough track of what I spend. Uh, How's
2: yeah. your Saison doing?
4: <laughs> I'm like crushing uh, mine.
5: Yeah, no, getting close to. That's so the so. next one's going to be,
2: is it
4: the, the Calypso IPA? Calypso IPA? Yeah.
2: That was the third one. I was trying to tell Shana earlier today what we were going to be drinking, and I couldn't remember what that third one was.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, so... Calypso is that primarily a like bittering hop or is that the only hop that's in this beer or
3: that is the only hop in there. I didn't even, I didn't use anything else to bitter and I think it's only like really maybe three to four ounces tops. Um, not a ton. And it's a, an extract beer, which that was like my first full extract beer since I started re, rebrewing again. Um, and that was kind of a, Hey, let's have a lazy brew day. And I've got some golden light uh, dry malt extract, and I think I threw in like three quarters of a pound of crystal sixty. And um, it's like I wanted. I bought these Calypso hops almost a year ago. Let's use them. <laughs> there you go. I've had
2: conversations with you in the past about hoarding hops, so I, I understand what. Yeah, uh, what your freezer probably looks like. Oh, what is the? Uh, I'm reading the description for Calypso here. Uh, calypso features crisp fruity aromas and flavors that exhibit elements of apple pear and stone fruit brightened with hints of lime citrus marvelously complex
5: marvelously complex. marvelously
2: wow <laughs> I'm, I'm stoked now yeah uh, understated earthy tea like note potentially too so no i've never uh, i don't think i've ever brewed with calypso i've brewed with Callista.
0: Oh, is that what I see. I thought you. It was with that. Um, the
2: that, tropical boatyard yeah. one.
0: No, the um, oh. one that you brewed for Reddit a while back. that had to use three C's, three three hops, and started with a C. Comet, um, or is that the same one?
2: That was that was for boatyard.
0: Oh, was ah. that? For, oh, okay. um,
2: I did use Comet for that. I think I used Comet, Callista, and Cashmere. I think. Nice. Because I, I knew everybody else was going to use like Columbus, Citra. Chinook, you know all the the staples and i'm like i want to find something weird and and you, I, and you won i right? know i took second jo- oh uh, that's right.
1: uh,
2: jordan no drew one drew one drew one uh, with a two-hearted clone yeah. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't even there i had to show up to the show up to the the event for him and uh i went up and i claimed my second place prize and sat back down and then drew wasn't there so i went up and just claimed his too and then i had to talk about his beer while holding his medal be
5: like it's too <laughs> so i was like That's... this
2: is a two-hearted clone and like i sat back down yeah no i wasn't really? that, but... <laughs> go down the street and
5: have a real one.
2: Oh no <laughs> that was uh in fact that was the first beer award i ever won i think and it might have been drew's second because i think he took uh he took a medal the year before at uh, the michigan homebrew festival i think i remember you uh I remember you bringing back a bunch of like prizes for him did i so, so he meddled in something he you was know I I, I
5: I remember i mulled back some like the first couple of years i went i mulled back for people i don't remember who though i know i mulled back for some quad people too
2: but yeah, I think it was like some hops and like a little four-ounce thing. I like PBW and maybe yeah, some other stuff. But yeah. yeah.
5: Speaking of no homebrew fest this year, moment of silence for that. Yeah. Yeah. Pour one
4: out into my Pour mouth. Out, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pop uh, open that So, yep. So,
5: I just lost it. I had one for you, Brandon. We had a show. One of our first episodes, actually, was us sitting here telling stories as homebrewers about all the crazy fuck ups we've had or the, the big messes or how we, 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 uh, we just screwed the pooch. So you gotta have something. You've been doing it two years. What's your, what's your standout moment?
3: Uh, when does your it, wife
2: yell at you the most, right?
3: <laughs> I mean, she didn't even yell at me because like it was more, so my biggest one was when I was still doing brew in a bag and I had my, uh, I had, was doing a, a really big, I think a barley wine, um, and I had was pulling the grains out. And when I did brew in a bag, I did set myself up uh, a little bit of a hoist. But it was just, you know, one, one pulley, and I had a boat tie off on the wall. So nothing like – I still had to lift the weight. I didn't use multiple pulleys like a smart person. Um, right. So, you know, anyways, so I pull it up, get it tied off, and, like, you know – it's pretty heavy when you're trying to break the surface tension of that water yeah Yeah, sure you got 20 plus pounds of grain in there um so i'm pulling it up pulling it up i got it up just fine tied it off and i go to get ready to uh let it just let it drain a little bit and i turn my back for a second and all of a sudden boom the bag came falling down because the knot the original knot that i had in there just it was just kind of like a. Oh no! I mean, I'm not a dot tire. It probably has a <laughs> correct name for it, but it was a crappy knot. And you know, I just did try to do a knot that would keep itself taut mm-hmm. rather than just tying a bunch of knots. And yeah, it just gave loose, and you know, that big old bag came crashing down. Thankfully, it fell right into the pot, and it, but it splashed. You know, 150 something degree work all over. Um, yeah. Thankfully, the bag the bag stopped most of it. <laughs> but so well. i maybe lost i figured that i maybe lost half a gallon at most which wasn't bad
2: at least it wasn't like boiling or something <laughs> oh man yes.
3: so that was the worst so that's really not too bad but it did splatter you know work um on the ceiling and on the garage door and on the walls a little bit so you know and around it a little bit nice so that's as bad as i got i think
5: yeah, I mean no, there's uh, no, no major property damage or bodily <laughs> injury. So
3: that's right. So you know, otherwise, yeah, no minor burns. But yeah, the thing's dark. That's I pointed out the the extract part of it there. Um,
5: <laughs> it's yeah, clear though. It does come out. It, yeah, that's what I was looking at. Yeah, it's exactly it's clear. It's is. got a good color. I actually like. I do the same thing. I think my my like go to flagship IPA that I brew is pretty similar in color, a little ambery.
2: It's definitely like a. Like Midwest IPA, like uh the malt's there, the bitterness is there. I'm going back to I gotta open up that calypso description again because I don't know what I'm tasting right now. I yeah. was just gonna
5: say I'm not <laughs> getting I, I remember something about marvelous and
2: and citrus and stone Mar- fruit. marvelously complex. Yeah, yeah and, uh, okay. ho- crisp fruity aromas, uh flavors that exhibit elements of apple pear and stone fruit, uh, lime citrus. Yeah,
3: I don't know. So I get that. the I get
2: the lime citrus for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, all
3: right. One second. I'm going to pour myself some. I got to enjoy mm-hmm. it.
5: Too. I, I do get the lime citrus. You go get yourself one. Um, Yeah, I, I get, I
0: actually, yeah, I do get lime out of it.
5: I, I get, I get major lime. I don't think, uh, I don't think I get any of that. The first uh, stone fruit, pear. I might, I might be able to see
0: like stone fruit.
5: But when he comes back, we'll have to find out like what the addition times were because if this is all like early edition, then mm-hmm. I think I think that's all you're gonna get is that lime but yeah
2: man it's it's just it's another one of those beers that uh or another one of those hops that I gotta start playing with
5: so so when when what were when did you hop this like uh is it all like early All bittering aroma or yeah it's any all... flavor aroma?
3: Oh, actually, you know, I guess that's a nice thing about sitting here at the computer is that I can uh, actually pull it right up to tell you for sure. I know there's no dry hop in that one, actually. Um, yeah. All right. So, yeah, this one really wasn't super hoppy, which I think I, it got extra bitterness from the extract volume. Like when I did it, I'm, I'm guessing is why it's more bitter than I expected, because I only did there's 13% alpha acid and I did. Half half an ounce at only half an ounce at thirty, half an ounce at fifteen, and then about two and a half ounces at one minute. Just okay. that point out, basically. Wow. I right. So I, uh, I I get lime, just lime.
2: Yeah, I yeah I, mostly that's that's kind of what I get very too. Very
5: citrusy, green citrusy, limey. I mean, it's tasty IPA.
4: You brew clean oh, yeah. well, beer.
5: For brewing for two years, it's kind of uh kind of annoying. (laughs) So
2: cheers. I know a man of massive talent. I
3: I mean I hide my beer that I don't if I don't enjoy it or I thought about giving you guys one of my beers that I actually have sitting in my uh fermenter that I'm not happy with. I had a fermentation issue, so um I was gonna give it to you, but I was like, I don't know. I already, I'm already giving you guys three beers. I don't need to give you a fourth one for now. Give it, give oh, it to man. us a club
2: thing. know, we don't need to.
3: Yeah, i will probably
2: talk about it.
5: Yeah, I was gonna say, man, what, you, you got to get feedback, and competitions are off, so you just have these three assholes to tear <laughs> your shit apart. So
3: I mean, I'm pretty sure I just had a bad pack of yeast because it was one that fell to the bottom of my freezer and sat down like inside my mm. it fell to the bottom of the freezer so it probably got like frozen several times or something even though you know my keys are only is set at like 38 or 40 fahrenheit but sitting right on the bottom it probably got colder than that is what i figured um and i was like man i should probably should have just probably pitched two um and not use that one but it was just a you know it's just like and i used a brand new hop to me it was a, a barberouge french hop so it was like, cool. like, like man, I, now, I gotta rebuy it, darn it. Yeah, <laughs> if I want to try it again. So, yeah, but it's and it, it, what's really annoying about it is it is crystal clear after just sitting in my after cold crashing it for a week. It is so perfect looking, but it doesn't taste the part. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what
2: what tastes off? Like what uh, what does it taste like?
3: Sorry, I would. I mean, it's definitely a fermentation issue. Like it smelled kind of sulfury at first, mm. but I gave it a couple mm-hmm. extra days to just condition afterwards and the sulfur went away, but there's still like, ai can't quite describe it. Right. But it's not right. Anyways, you can tell yeah, kind of like, yeah. it's like, it looks great. It's kind of pleasant. And then you, you get some pleasant hop character, but there's just something in between there that just doesn't.
4: So, so
5: you know. I'm, I missed it. And it's partially cause I'm, I'm already catching a buzz, but what was the base
3: style <laughs> you were going for? Uh, for the bad beer. Yeah. Uh, like usually, yeah. So if, if I'm trying a new hop to me or like a hop that I have, you know, I've never done alone, I just do like an APA. Yeah. So, okay. Is and I mean. is
5: it, is it still in the fermenter?
3: Yep. I mean, it's in, so I actually recently bought a, oh, what is it? Firmzilla all rounder. So it,
4: So if it's just a
5: boring, bland, or or something, if there's something that's not completely noticeably off about it, it is fruit season, man. Go pick up 10 pounds of cherries.
2: There you go. That's true. uh, You know,
5: if it's still in the fermenter, rack that on cherries or blueberries or, I don't know, do something funky with it rather than waste five gallons of beer or 10 gallons on 10 gallons, right? Or
2: or. Oh, it is fine. You, you spend like you know twenty five, thirty dollars on fruit, and it's still a terrible beer. So it's like, is it there? <laughs> <Yeah,
4: laughs> you know, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Food. If it's
5: if it's not like overly offensive, it's if it's just like, oh, it's, it's just true, like, it's just yeah. boring, or it's something came off a little weird. But you know, you set it on fruit for a month, and
4: yeah,
2: more more fruit, more sugar, and more hops fixes like. Uh, Probably ninety percent of the beers that big breweries are going to dump anyway, right? Yeah, it's the same
4: thing. It's It's the same thing. Like I don't know, some
5: somebody may have thrown like some tart strawberry extract in a fucking big batch of their beer once, and look at how well that (laughs) did. You know, it's a
3: possibility. No, I probably won't, but I'll think about it. I'll contemplate it.
2: So to to step back, like real quick, APA is American Pale Ale, right? Correct. Okay. I, I was just informed uh, that we have for sure some people that aren't necessarily brewers watching. So I figured, uh, I normally figured, we I figured do, maybe maybe I was gonna say normally we do a really good job of trying to educate and
5: Brian is always like the, the info police. Yeah. But I don't,
2: I don't want I don't want to like interrupt people either. So now now, now we'll again you know i'm, I'm catching right. my buzz we'll, we'll so. get there we have yeah. some
0: science time with <laughs> professor brian stevens just about every show so we'll, we'll get there That's at some point right.
2: well well then let's go there right now so we hey, talked hey, about yeah. hopping right now right <laughs> we
5: gotta we gotta dig up our banners from last show. Yeah. hold on
2: uh there it oh. is
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh so so we, we asked brandon about like his hopping times uh and so the, the reason for that is that uh uh generally the longer you boil a hop the more you boil off uh, a lot of like the the uh more delicate like oils and like thials and stuff like that that the the hop oils contain and uh you're just left basically converting uh alpha acids in the hop into uh, isomerized or iso alpha acids which increase the bitterness and maybe leave like weird flavors. Like some people get like cat pee from like boiled citra um, or like boiled mosaic. I think Um, I'm not sensitive to it, thankfully, but like as you add those, like um, later into the boil, like a minute before you, you know, uh, turn off your burner or even if you chill the beer down to the wort down to like 170 degrees or like lower um you start to not isomerize those uh, alpha acids anymore and right. instead of getting extra bitterness from those hops or you start to sort of like blend in uh, uh uh those those delicate like oils and you you start to get like the fun flavors that uh some of the the hops like can add. So that's like, there's, there's a bunch of like cheater hops out there is like uh, yeah. what people call them. Like uh, the citrus, the galaxies, the sabros, mosaics, amarillos, like all of those. Uh, they're so freaking like fruity or aromatic or like citry or, or anything like that, that like you can add those really late into the boil or, or in this, uh, you know, low temperature whirlpool phase and just like turn out an excellent beer as long as you, don't screw anything else up. Like, that's how most New England's are made. Honestly, is is like, yeah. you know, there's there's very little, if any, hops added to the boil. You chill it a little bit. You dump the ever-living shit out of like hops into the, that that
1: But and, you're, get- uh, it's
5: amazing how you're getting like like the the orange. I mean,
2: oh yeah, or yeah.
5: the the blueberry off a of mosaic or whatever. It's just the the fruit factor comes in crazy. Definitely.
2: And so Jason just made a beer that had a um, Brambling Cross and I can't remember what other hop he, he used. I'll let him talk about it. But uh, he added these like really, really late into his beer and uh, yeah, the, the berry flavor that I mean, he, he added some you know oil in there, too, to, to help increase the flavor. But, but um, even even before the oil, though, just, just plants, green plant matter, adding berry flavor. Right it's it was like uh, it's crazy or banana flavors sometimes Yarlow, Yarlo. yeah no.
5: Nah. but no it was it was it was it was um, it, it, there there's only four drops of that fruit oil and i know it's very concentrated but four drops in a five gallon keg <laughs> but even before that like if I, I know you tried the the your orange one before you put the orange oil in and it's super fruity right mm-hmm. it's super citrusy that you're getting out of these quote unquote cheater hops but it's the same thing. We've had that conversation a few weeks ago where I threw Brambling Cross in a Pilsner because, um, you know, there's, I'm, I'm curious to see uh, how some of these um, more delicately flavored hops are going to come out in kind of that lighter uh lager-y profile. You know, nobody's really done, Brian and I talked about this anyway. There's nobody's really done lagers with, with some of these fruity, citrusy, berry quality hops or some of the lower alpha acid hops they they you know they tend to stick with nobles yep you know in, in the the earthy tones and so I'm, I'm curious to see it's in the i still have not okay the
0: damn thing yeah. okay <laughs> that's uh, brandon wasn't that what you were kind of going for with uh barber rouge something something kind of lightweight with the uh because i was looking at the um the hop description of it. It says Comquat, orange, lime, red currant, strawberry, and raspberry. So
2: interesting. Yeah. That sounds like a really cool hop. Yeah, yeah it really
3: does. Yeah. definitely it, it definitely was just going for something like that's like, so why I usually shoot for something like an APA when I'm using a new hop. Um and and just trying. I think I did I did cheat a little bit with that when I used some northern brewer to bitter with um because I only had four ounces of it and I wanted to use all four ounces for flavor and aroma um but um yeah so i was going for something just different something to try out you know something to experiment with again in the future i'm looking at it i'm thinking i might buy it
2: <laughs> where, where where does uh where can you find it
3: so like i think what, what I, I really like going to when i'm trying to just try out a new hop uh farmhouse uh supply i think it is is really good. Or maybe about,
2: like farmhouse brew supply.
3: Yes, farmhouse brewing supply. Yeah, yeah. They're really good at having four ounce packs of of like just about any variety of hop. So like if I'm trying something new, and they'll often have they have pretty good prices and reasonable shipping too. So that's my go to if it's a new hop that I can't find locally easily. Okay. Yeah, so, cool. Um, so yeah, they like the four house the four ounce packs are my are my my likings type of hop order.
2: jam. <laughs>
5: Yeah. Just check. I need to get, uh, that brew.
2: Brew uh, one. Brew one. They don't have it. And, uh, Brandon, you just brewed something with that, right?
3: Yeah. Um, I actually, I should have given you guys some of that. The, uh, IPA that Bill and I admittedly building most of the work. Bill and I did an IPA <laughs> with the brew one and Sabro. Um, that, and then also actually the next, the last, the last beer we're going to try has some brew one in it, but I would say that's the least care it provided the least character to it the yeast provided the most character to the philly sour one yeah
5: yeah yeah i I was um so you've had the 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 berry uh cream ipa or milkshake ipa brian and i have done an orange version and then brian tried to do an orange coconut and my next one's going to be pineapple and uh i guess brew one throws big pineapple is what brian was saying so i'm hoping to get some of that i'm looking for another pineapple hop uh
3: sabro i think some people get pineapple from that too even though coconut really? like usually i want to say i've seen people throw that out there for the yeah i was sure say, the sabro okay. always
2: i think coconut but um, i think uh we saw uh denali crazy. denali right is denali pineapple i think so i was looking at that the other day and I, that's I'll look it up it's uh thrown some yeah it is
5: it's pineapple citrus and pine all right. I wonder if that would be too... Yeah, I, I want to yeah. avoid anything that could throw pine, especially yeah. in that late stage. So um, there was another one that I was...
2: Uh... I'll, I'll look it up. But anyway, that's going to be my next... Uh... <laughs> no, pineapple sounds really good. Really sweet, like vanilla, pineapple, like ipa oh, that sounds so sound. pineapple
0: upside down cake ipa oh,
2: yes.
4: Do remember I, that I, I, I was gonna yeah, say I galaxy brought it
5: up. Yeah. Uh, galaxy and i was gonna say galaxy and i didn't want to because I, I for some reason i was thinking galaxy was all different citrus but no they are saying galaxy and Vic secret throw pineapple
2: i always get like a really sort of like dank like flavor from galaxy like it's it's uh it's very, like fruity citrus for me, but like in a sort of musty way. Like not a bad musty way, but it, it sort of has that like. That's uh, actually
5: one of the one of the people on here says pineapple and weed.
2: Yeah, yeah, perfect.
5: Uh, <laughs> uh, although El, there there's somebody saying El Dorado gives watermelon and pineapple. That one might be good, better oh, yeah. than pineapple and and pine. You know,
0: I do I do want to point apparently uh, for Mister Glatz here. Apparently, is- Denali is called. Sultana.
3: Sultana? I had no idea.
5: Oh, is there a, some kind of copyright thing?
0: Yeah.
3: Oh. I it all the time. Over those half names.
5: I got to do this because she's <laughs> watching. Hey, Leilani. She's a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this lady hung out and brewed with us one day in, in the garage. It was great. Nice. Um. Yeah. Uh, this is damn good. Uh, damn good
2: beer, Brandon. Brian, Thanks. Brandon, Brandon. All, all of my beer. One of those bees. Talk about that. Oh, all your beer. You can't even crash your beer, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I had an issue. Uh, what was it? A couple nights ago. You ever uh, just get like? <laughs> you ever just drink a lot, and you're like, you know what? This beer is <laughs> ready to be packaged. I can keg this thing and uh you're like i want to start tasting it tomorrow i uh i had this uh rye wine that i made that um i added a bunch of cherries to and i was like i don't want to cold crash this i just i want to taste it tomorrow i don't want to deal with the time like my fridge might have had like some stuff in it i don't know i was like i'm gonna go keg this and so i kegged it and it was it was fine um but I like i I soaked up a bunch of like random debris inside that that fermenter, like probably the little cherry bits and yeast chunks, and God knows what else. And the next day i i I went to try to you know uh, attach my liquid line inside the keyser, and uh, just nothing was coming out. I spent the next like probably hour like pulling pieces off the keg. Disassembling the tap, like pushing three uh, CO2 through like the liquid line in the keg, like this and that, like just don't
5: don't drink in keg, kids
0: (laughs) And then I was gonna say I just did that Saturday, so I sure (laughs) hope that beer turns out.
2: But But if you're not adding fruit to it or like a bunch of a big ass dry hop, you're probably fine. But, I did, there was a
0: huge dry hop but it was on bags so yeah yeah I'm but sure but, but
2: this guy gives me so much shit if i don't <laughs> if,
5: if if i don't put a co2 balloon on my beer when i crash it he just your missed- new
2: england I have a I have a uh, sapphire hopped like logger sitting downstairs, cold crash. Yep. That I'm going to catch tomorrow. He just tears I, my shit apart relentlessly, and then to I'm find
5: out, I'm to get you. There. He he didn't. Uh, you don't. I, you don't need to get me to brew better beer. I already brew better beer than <laughs> you. Uh,
2: you don't brew to better New Englands than me.
5: I would I would start to argue with that, Mr. Stevens, man. A little Ladin. Little Lad's great. England. And, yeah, and, and was...
2: that Grimsical's great. Those are milkshake IPAs.
5: Whatever. <laughs> They're different, Jason. <laughs> Actually, I only brewed one New England. uh Like Brian, I was like, I asked him a bunch of questions. I'm like, I'm going to brew this New England. And he gives me all of his info. And I fucking dumped that thing out. It was a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it sucked. <laughs> Because, I did because, like you are you trying kind to of blame though, that on me because of all the information that I gave you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, no. I listen to Brian and dump the, the fucking trash. <laughs> Shots fired. That's right. Yeah, we we both brew excellent beer. It's fun. we do. We do. He's a damn good brewer. This is a damn good beer, uh, dude. I know. I'm. I. <laughs> Brian so drinking time. I'm. I'm almost done with it. Yeah mondays so, are always fun right? i'll end a will end a monday and and just yeah, right <laughs> wait how did the show go <laughs> yeah
5: <laughs> so so brandon have you have you done any like big brews yet or, or brewed with other people much
3: no other than like a couple, a couple times now i've went over to matt's but yeah and bill i brewed with bill once but otherwise no i've I'm, i've been mostly a solo brewer really uh, yeah so
5: so I was trying, I was hoping where I was going with this is, is, is that you're a relatively new brewer? Um, uh, you know, if, if you'd seen, you know, kind of what other people do versus what you do, or if you have any, anything that, that, that you think you do better or a trick or a tip or, cause you are brewing fine damn beer. So I was just looking to glean any extra information on, on what, what you do special in your process. Especially because you
2: brew electric, and like I don't think yeah. either of us do. I don't know. I don't think yeah.
5: – I, I think – I mean, outside of – I know a couple other guys in the club, like Adam has recently done a, an electric rig, but I really don't know many people that do mm-hmm. uh, pure electric setups. And I, I haven't talked to Adam since he's – because of COVID. I haven't seen Adam
3: since
4: he's put his in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I
3: mean, s- special, I don't know about that. I mean, I. I, I just – I try to stay on top of new things and I like trying new things too. So, like, I've been, I'm usually on top of new East coming out and trying them out, or like, I just, I like trying new things and reading new ideas. Like, I, I especially like reading. I, I'm a, I'm, I like to hop around though. So, I'm, I'm not one to sit down and read a book front to cover ever. I'll be honest about that. Um, so, I'm more of like, I'm more of an internet reader. Mm-hmm. so i browse browse forums i you know keep keep on top of like what's new like if scott janish puts something out yeah i'll probably follow his advice because he's he's a smart guy and he has, it has to do hot I, I like following his advice
2: well, let's talk about that like what uh what are your like recommended like reading like sites or blogs mm-hmm. or forums or whatever like yeah. when a new yeast comes out how do you get the heads up
3: i mean finding out about it like i am a big fan of dry yeast especially newer dry yeast just for convenience and keeping it around so like i one thing i think i more people should be more aware of home brewers is following like Lalamond on youtube they put out some high quality videos lately like just talking about their new yeast i mean they are mostly for pushing their products but um but they they bring out they bring out intelligent people explaining how things work and i i see like they don't get a ton of viewership either, though. Um, so it makes me kind of think like, uh, you know, I like that's one way I like, I like the community on Reddit. But like with any community, you got to take things with a grain of salt and find mm-hmm. find multiple sources like homebrewer homebrewing is like become a there, there's tons of mythology that's incorrect and correct that people follow for years and still repeat to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, like don't squeeze the bag and those types of things with brewing a bag. Like no, I remember people, people, that. Still, people still debate about it. I just saw a thread <laughs> today about it on like a, on Facebook, like a Facebook group. Facebook groups are good too, but like there's so many people on there um, that you're going to get a whole mix of advice. So just yeah. having, having multiple sources and talking with fellow homebrewers, honestly, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of our club when um, we do have it. I miss the meetings in person too, oh, so yeah. but like, yeah, uh, a lot of, I think brewing is best. <laughs> brewing brewing's full of anecdotal evidence uh, or anecdotal opinions too. Um, but just like with anything that I follow, I mean, you can't get things from one source. You got to shop around and uh, find, find the trusted sources, which sometimes isn't easy, but uh, you know, certain people like, like I mentioned, Scott Janish uh, is great to follow. Um, I mean, there's some more, I could probably think better if I, uh, didn't have beer in me. Um, <laughs> I, I like, like philosophy, but it, again, that's not you know a one-off study or one-off triangle test doesn't prove a theory. It's just yeah. Like, but it's a better source than Joe Schmo on Facebook telling you to It's, it's more like condensed
2: and anal- an anecdotal like evidence, right? Yeah. Like yeah. So I'll yeah,
0: be, I get I'll that. Be a, uh, philosophy does a pretty good job of trying to limit eliminate bias in their studies as much as possible. Agreed. So, so yeah, you, single source still.
5: You mentioned Llamaland and, and uh, you know, you got the Philly Phillies Llamaland Llamaland I can't say their damn name, but I was just <laughs> going to give them a shout out because, you know, they're a really cool company. We, before COVID happened, uh, you know, we had a competition in the club and uh, I pinged them. Thanks, actually. Jason Glatz, uh, you know, tipped me off and I, I pinged them and they sent me a shit ton of yeast uh, for free to, to use in the club. And, you and still we have never, I do actually, but we never really got to give them the recognition. Cause like right after that happened, I think COVID yeah. I was traveling and COVID hit. So, um, it is a cool company. I am super excited to try your Philly, uh, sour, which is next. Uh, and uh but yeah, check them out. They are they they they're an awesome company. They support homebrewers, homebrew clubs. Uh the lady I dealt with said that, you know, anytime we had a competition they'd send us stuff for
4: Really or, Yeah, awesome. or a
5: club activity. Oh, that's that's so. awesome.
0: I, I think a uh Philly Philly sour, Philly IPA is gonna be my next brew. Yeah. Picked up some of the some of the yeast. So I'm I'm excited. I tried Brian's. I'm excited to try Brandon's. Um yeah, so far, like I've had one other commercial example of a sour IPA, and I'm, I'm kind of enjoying it, to be honest.
5: Like, yeah. I, I like the sour IPA idea in general. I had a really good one a, a few weeks ago in, in Buffalo, and uh, I don't know what you used. Um, but no, I need to – Brian, you need to bottle me some of that up before it's gone.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I'll get you some. So, uh, Brandon, do you want to talk about like what Philly Sour is?
3: Yeah, sure. It's a, uh, oh man, I'm going to slaughter lancia. I
2: yeah, I think it's Lachancia or something. Lachancia. Like that. that is correct. Yeah. That
3: is correct. I always want to mess it up, but yes, it's a, it is a, a novel. <laughs> people should be familiar with that. Yeah. Make the coronavirus, yeah. uh, a novel species what? of Lanchia. Um, the only other version of, or, you know, species, there's, there's Lancia thermotolerans that people have used in sours for a number of years. Um, but it's a new, it's a new strain kind of of blanched Lenachie or yeah, you, you get the idea. Yeah, LaChancia. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> um, but it was, uh, found by, uh, university of, uh, sciences in Philly, uh, like f- around five years ago in a graveyard in Philly, a <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I- dogwood tree from my memory, from their, uh, nice uh, stuff. Oh, so that's, that's cool i like i like remember that part because that's that's also makes it cool too um but yeah it's a it's a unique uh yeast in that well one it's not um saccharomyces service cerv- yeah you know i'll, I'll screw up all that stuff. service yeah service yeah. and uh that's why i ain't
5: saying this shit wrong too Brandon. i probably am <laughs>
3: absolutely yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but also, the
5: difference I, of saying it with confidence
3: most uh you know most most brewers' yeast, Saccharomyces type, you know, they they pretty much just only produce uh, ethanol, you know, to get you drunk. Um, whereas, you know, Philly sour yeast produces lactic acid, and then switches over to producing ethanol. So it sours the beer first, and then starts producing alcohol. So that's like that's a unique character. Mostly, you have to use you know like lactic acid bacteria, last, ugh, lactic acid bacteria, or some other method before you uh, add a you know regular yeast or you know, so it's a, so it's a unique new thing and it just became available to the, you know, the public, um, in the last month or so. So it's, uh, it's really cool that, you know, the idea is you can skip a step kind of your own, a home brewer or even, you know, not a home brewer. Uh, so it's a good, good new product, uh, and, you know, kind of simplifies things. And like my beer that you're trying there, even though I, it's, I was aiming for like kind of a sour New England IPA. Uh, it's, Sour is the most prominent thing. Some of the hops do come out, but like I have, considering how many hops I put in there, darn it! <laughs> um, that I definitely just
0: hop on the nose. Like, it, yeah. I'm interested to know what you put in it.
3: Yeah, so I'll I'll go through that. It's uh, so I used kind of on the hot side. I used about an ounce of Centennial at 30 minutes, an ounce at 10 minutes. Uh, then I used uh, did a hop stand with uh, two ounces of Brew One. <laughs> And dry hopped with brew one. Oh, I tried to mute.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dry, dry. My my damn
5: headset didn't mute. I apologize. (laughs)
3: Oh,
5: that's great. All right.
3: And I dry hopped with two ounces of brew one. Also an ounce of Laurel cryo hops and an ounce of Sabro cryo hops. So, um, but darn it, that yeast character! Yeast <laughs> <laughs> character, one out. <laughs> I feel like uh, 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 I feel like there's
0: some uh, a lot of those hops are supposed to have pineapple in them, right?
3: Uh, brew ones definitely supposed to be fruity, as a general, you know, general description. Anyways, Laurel is supposed to be like a limey citrus or lemony oh, citrus, okay. yeah, and then uh, Sabro usually coconut or tropical stone fruit um so yeah so like you know given all that i was expecting it is kind of like a to me it's like a like a sour peach ish but don't go off my taste buds as a as a, a measure because oh, i've i've abused my taste buds over the years oh no, this is this is very pleasant
5: so i think i need to you know after COVID after the end of the year maybe we need to reach out to him and be like we want to do a philly sour comp <laughs> Definitely. You're I mean, on mute.
3: Ha! <laughs> <laughs> See, I I can't mute
5: when I want to. <laughs> oh no, man, damn! That is good. Shannon yeah. Shannon came into hold on, on, on. hold on one
3: second. I am going to be right back. I need to get some. You I go pour some.
5: Yeah, pour one. All right. Yeah, man, I hit the mute button and it popped off mute immediately. Yeah, it's doing it, like, every time I hit it. That's great. (laughs) Didn't you just get that headset? Uh, What's that? Didn't you just get that headset, too? No, no, this is what I've been using for a while. But it's good to know now I won't go pee with the headset on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will will say Brandon's is, like, far, far. Not that mine's bitter. Jordan, you've had it. Um, Yeah, yeah. But, like, it has, like, zero bitterness, whereas mine has, like, only like the slightest bit yeah and yours, uh,
0: yours was a, a bit darker too like this is this is quite like
5: well the the pictures wow. i saw online yours look like uh like neon does it still carry that through is it i
2: think it's pretty light honestly really? like it's it's more of like a like a milky like yellow color hmm.
5: yeah
0: yeah you know what i'm thinking of something else different beer i had last night <laughs>
5: No, this is really good. I, I do no. get I do get like tart peach, like a, a fruity. Um, oh, he's back. Sorry,
2: let's bring him in. So I don't know if he mentioned Wait, it or I. not, but uh, <laughs> I'm here. Hey, uh, Lalamon was was saying that,
1: uh,
2: or maybe it was Doctor Farber, uh, who is who leads like the the uh, the lab at the University of Sciences, but uh, um, something like what what is it, Brandon? Like something like two percent glucose like in the malt bill uh tends to um make the flavor profile drift more towards like peach and stone fruit rather than yep. like red apple or something
3: yeah so as a home brewer dextrose is the easiest way to get glucose in there corn corn sugar okay um, yep and then uh but for also from watching like that most recent presentation um that we saw uh some of the homebrewers that they talked to afterwards were talking about using, uh, you know, just table sugar too, and getting some, uh, some hmm. nice characters too. I think they did, they mostly focused on the dextrous, but they were kind of surmising or uh, assuming that you'd get some good extra character from using any simple sugar. So any monosaccharide sugar.
0: What type of, um, Brian, did you have something that was nope, on nope, that nope, keep I'm, going. I'm, I'm kind of going on to something else. Um, uh, we, we were talking about uh, fermentation control earlier uh, how did you how did you use it with with this uh, yeast strain like what was your did you just leave it out like you said you you kind of do you try to shoot for or was this something you put in your uh, firm chamber
3: uh, I didn't put it in my firm chamber but I also but I did hook my uh, uh, fermentation wrap on it so like this yeast is great for not having temperature control actually it likes like 68 to 78 Fahrenheit is it's is it's in closer to that top range, um, too, is, is you'll get at least from, from the anecdotal evidence from the U of Sciences or Dr. Farber was that the higher end of that range produced the most uh, enjoyable characters, but it's mm. great for not having temperature control. Um, I think I had it set at, I had my like little wrap at 74 Fahrenheit and I didn't have my, I have a tilt, but I didn't have it in that. So, you know, it was an ambient temperature around 74 and it probably stayed near there because i had the probe on there so it would turn off when it got to 74 and mm-hmm. it was 74 ish during the process <laughs> perfect Perfect. Yeah, i'll
2: have to try to like ferment it a little warmer next time yeah that's that's great
0: yeah and it's not like there's not a whole lot of bitterness to it with the, you know all the hops that you put in there what, what was your first edition did you say 30
3: but Yeah, an ounce, an ounce of Centennial. So, it, like my uh, software here says, around forty-two IBU. So, nothing too crazy. Yeah, that's
0: that's quite pleasant.
2: I think I was saying. I think you're you might have been getting the beer, but like yours is not that mine's bitter, but yours has like no bitterness at all. Like, um, did you do like any boil additions? I can't remember if you said that or not. Or... Thirty
3: minute. Yeah, really.
2: Talk about that. Yeah.
3: A thirty-minute edition and a ten-minute edition. But yeah, like I'm surprised that um, I do use like a. I think for this specifically, I use like my stainless steel filter. I, I always I always filter my hops just because I'm uh, with the electric units and stuff. I don't like clogging stuff up.
2: Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Do, do those? I guess we didn't even talk about that. Do those have pumps built in usually um, to like circulate wort and stuff? Like how
3: my my Robo Brew does um my anvil foundry i have an external pump but honestly because i'm a i'm i I'm a lazy brewer at heart i don't i don't recirculate. i i do i do full volume no sparge i simplify my process a lot full volume no sparge I, i'm a, that's another reason i use electric i'm just a i'm a lazy brewer like um oh
5: wow. wow that is interesting then I mean that that's different than I think anybody else that I know. Full volume, no sparge, and,
3: and I use a damn bag in my uh, mesh unit. So like I do things that make I I
5: get that, but the full volume, no sparge. So you're I mean that's that's why you have a bigger rig. So you're still doing like a five gallon batch. Yep.
3: I but- and I squeeze the shit out of my bag if I feel like it, but not not any more than I need to. With uh with my uh big unit, I don't usually don't squeeze it at all. I'll just let it drip. Um, but what a. I,
2: you're going to get those tannins, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no.
3: What's your,
2: what's your efficiency. And and I asked this with uh, yeah. the, the preference of saying efficiency, there's a bunch of different types, but like basically uh, efficiency in brewing is extracting all the available sugars uh, that grains uh, should potentially have available Um so Mash
3: efficiency is the most important one to me. Yeah. yeah. I'll, <laughs> brew it, I'll, brew house, I'll waste <laughs> some water. I'll boil it
4: off. <laughs> yeah. well,
2: what, what do you, what do you think your efficiency is with this? Like nor, normal, I think like batch sparge efficiency is somewhere like 70, 72% probably. I oh, mean yeah. that those, like,
3: those are exactly my numbers that I was going okay, to seventy two with doing full volume, no sparge. Wow.
2: So. Okay. Well, that's really good. That is really good.
5: I mean, I guess if I had a, uh uh a big ass mash ton too, I I might be more inclined to do it, but I'm I'm pretty much filling up doing batch barge, so
3: part of part of the reason I do it that way though, especially with the big unit, I kinda have to do full sparge if I want to get good efficiency with that. Because the the roller Brew has about three gallon dead space under the the uh, mash bucket, you know.
5: Uh, no I get that. Yeah so I uh, if
3: I wanna have good a good ratio um there for grain to water i kind of need to do full volume in my opinion because whenever i haven't it's been super thick and it's you know it just makes it more difficult actually that makes Um, sense i will say sometimes i might get um with the bigger unit sometimes with the rover sometimes i will drop down to like 68 but usually um if i do an overnight mash you know i can smash that 72 a little bit higher too um like uh I've been trying to mostly do that for beers that I want to have a lower final gravity though. Um, Cause you, you tend to, you know, I mean, by the time I'm going to pull my grain, I've, the enzymes are dead because they've had like eight hours to, you know, <laughs> they <get drank. But, laughs> have
2: yeah. gone through all the temperature
0: ranges. And so I don't think I've ever done an overnight mash before.
2: I have no. not either. I know Brian Valleer used to uh, be a bit, big advocate of uh, like <clears throat> going home on lunch, starting a mash. And then going back to work and coming home and finishing his brew day. Um, I've actually,
5: you know, I've never really known anybody that's on an overnight mash. I know, I know other people, even pro brewers that are actually going the other way, you know, and doing shorter 30 minute mash or, or whatever. But, um, you know, and I think actually bells because, well, I, I bells does a shorter mash cycle because they're actually spraying yeah. They wet hot grind. water. They, yeah. They, they wet grind their, their, their grain. So they're doing a short mash for like two hearted and stuff, but I've never heard of an overnight mash. That's, I mean, I've never actually heard of somebody doing it. I've heard of it. Okay. But that's cool.
3: I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. I mean, especially with electric units, it's not a problem because I can just set the temperature where I want and I don't have to worry about it dropping to like a quote unquote dangerous uh, temperature for um, lactic acid bacteria forming or getting in there or something. Right.
5: Yeah. You can keep yeah. it at whatever, a set temp all night long. Oh. Yeah. I guess I'd, I'd try it if I didn't, but mine is my temperature controller's gas or my, and I don't want to let yeah,
1: that's yeah, gas
5: run perfect. in my garage all night. But yeah.
3: It's interesting. I did it once with brewing in a Bag, and I think overnight I dropped from like 152 to like 130 or so. Um, with it insulated and wrapped and stuff. But I mean, it's, it's a, I, I would do it then, but it's definitely easier with uh, electric, you know?
4: Yeah. Right on, right on.
5: So any, uh, let's see, I think we've covered a lot of topics, but any plans on going pro? You're going to quit your day job anytime soon. You've been doing this two years and you're smashing it.
3: I mean, I've always, I've always been one to say I, I keep my hobbies and my work separate. So, like, I, I, growing up and, like, even kind of on the side, but less so nowadays, I'm a computer nerd at heart. So, like, I never went into computers just because that was my fun. And I, even though I kind of wanted you, I probably should have um, in some ways. But, like, I've always kept my hobbies and my work separate.
5: Yeah, Brian did that, though, and he's not very good at it, so go for it. I mean,
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
5: no, I get it. I, I, I get it. I want to keep mine separate. So you know, I've talked to so many. I, I, I respect everybody that does it. Thank God we have craft brewers out there that are that are making good beer. But uh, you talk to some brewers that they go into it, and then they find out they spend more time being a salesman or running a restaurant or uh, things like that, that just make me want to keep it a hobby
2: and enjoy it. I feel you. Yeah. Yeah.
4: You want,
2: you want to answer Drew's question? I don't I don't know if I'm the only one that's had this yet, but
0: well, I can talk about
2: Marvel roast.
0: I have not had it yet. Sorry if it. I'm like
2: burping into the mic. Shit. <laughs> um, I know <laughs> I, uh, I like I'll keep it up. No. So, uh, I brought one over to your house, Jason, right? Yeah,
5: yeah. Yeah, so it's I, I was telling Brian my favorite beer in the world is uh is called Naughty Sauce by this brewery in California, Orange California Noble Ale Works. If they're watching, we will definitely do a Not Michigan Brew <laughs> episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, for some reason I would love to have a guy from Noble on. on. <laughs> yeah, I'll put you know, on the on the logo there. I'll put a big red Not Michigan yeah. beers, uh <laughs> across it. Um but it's a it's a Java uh a coco java um you know white milk stout and uh but they serve it on nitro and it's it's the best beer in the world and I was telling Brian about it I love it uh and and then he shows up at my house with marvel roast and I'm like you know and that's what it is I, I don't know
2: it's a, I'm am saying it wrong it's no java you're saying Co- it right java coco milk stout right it's uh yeah of v- v- uh it's basically a like coffee blonde with vanilla cacao nibs. right? Yeah.
5: So he brings me Marvel roast and it's, I mean, of course it's, it's bottled. So it's CO2 it's founders. Uh, so it's a traditionally carbonated beer, but God I think damn, we actually talked
2: about this beer, on an episode, like yeah, a month have, ago or we, something. May, we may have talked about it twice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, One of it, favorite topics. More.
5: Yeah, it's it's naughty sauce without uh, being on nitro, so it's it's super good. I mean, it's 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 sweet, but I don't think it's cloyingly sweet. It's um, uh, definitely got a good balance of coffee and chocolate creaminess. Um, it's a golden stout, so it's it's got a nice you know light color. It's not a dark stout uh so drew it's i think it's
2: fucking amazing i think it's a one and done for me for a night probably
5: oh yeah yeah you know so i (laughs) i I will say being in california drinking on nitro which nitro just slides down right it's like sure you Mm. just pound nitro because it just goes right in
1: but having it
5: not not on nitro i would i would say one and done it's it's a sweet beer it's
0: too much, but. I can't. I can't think of what it was called. But when I was at uh, at Shakespeare's on Saturday, yes, um, catching
5: the COVID. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: pretty much. Hey, you know, my wife and I haven't been out for a while. We needed to go out, but um, they had a white stout there because they the previous week they had their like whatever, their yeah, year birthday party, what have you. So they had a lot of their beers on tap that were special from that weekend. I was like, oh, I remember thinking I was like. Naughty sauce. This is a white style. And I had Jason in the back of my head, and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to try it. Um, if, if it's what I'm thinking of, it came out like milky. It looked. It looked kind of weird. It was really? Okay. Yeah. I, it do, you, do you remember
5: out. whose it was?
0: I don't. I can't oh. recall because it was just. It's kind of lackluster. I don't. Uh,
5: I I don't know, but so so oh, I and lactose.
4: Yeah.
5: Drew, Drew said they got too much lactose and too much sweetness, and I can I can get that. It's a sweet beer um like i don't i'm not a fan of pastry stouts and it's damn close uh for being like a blond ale yeah yeah you know <laughs> yeah. um i i will still say you know naughty sauce is superior but it brings back the it just brings back the memories i haven't i am I'm, I'm used to going to california once a month i haven't been in five months uh marvel roast was right on Arclight, you know, just to keep it, you know, Michigan and, and, and brew on as dad says Arclight does, a <laughs> um, a, a, a version called Swayze crazy, uh, Patrick Swayze. Uh, I I'm not sure when he does it. I think it's in the fall. Um, coming up on fall. I, I do. I'll, I'll double check that. But, uh, so if you, if you're, if you're, if, if, if you liked marble roast or if you thought marvel roast was like drew like indifferent to it then i would really suggest trying to get some sweezy crazy from arc it's a slightly drier version not as sweet um but same mentality it's a uh, white stout with uh you know coffee and cocoa yeah and, I, would say uh,
0: if I find a beer that i don't like i'll probably try six more variants of it just yeah to make sure i don't mm-hmm. like it
5: I'm um, actually, so they just added uh, that Arclight just did a, a version last year or earlier this year on brandy barrels. So picture Marvel roast in a brandy barrel. I haven't tried it yet. I got a bottle downstairs.
0: Interesting.
4: Um, okay. You it, know, that,
0: I found, I was thinking of that. I had a few beers that were aged in uh, tequila barrels uh, this weekend. And I'm not a tequila fan by any means, but most of the beers that I find in tequila barrels are delicious. It's the same thing with brandy barrels. Um, yeah. When I was in, uh, oh, Grand Rapids, I think it was Grand Rapids. Um, memory's hazy, uh, but I had a I had a Merlot barrel aged stout, and that was absolutely amazing too. So, like all these alternative barrels that are you're starting to see come around outside of just bourbon barrel.
4: Yeah, no,
5: I I now love I, the I, I love the wine barrel uh, beers. Um, God damn it. There's somebody, I can't remember who a few years ago did a bunch of variations of the same stout and it was scotch, brandy, bourbon, I think tequila. In Michigan? Uh, for some reason, um, I'm drawing a complete blank. My brother-in-law brought over like the brandy and the scotch, and we shared it. And I had the bourbon at a friend's house. I, I can't. I can't remember. I, it was. I. I. All I want to say is uh, Goose Island, and it was not Bourbon County. Um, I
0: think I know what you're talking about. I think I've. I think I've had this. Yeah, it's not Bourbon County, but I'm pretty sure you're. But right. there right.
5: was somebody that did. Like, but but just to reinforce what, what Jordan's saying, I like the different barrels. It's really cool. Yeah. And then for you hot sauce enthusiasts that are in Calumet. Hot sauce enthusiasts, uh, uh, Heatness just did a Cabernet hot sauce that I got oh, in the mail.
4: Really?
5: It's fucking amazing. Speaking uh, of, oh, go ahead, keep going. Ca- no Cabernet and Reaper. Yeah,
0: that's. Ooh. I was that leads into. I actually have Reapers growing. I'm so excited.
5: Oh. <laughs> oh my god,
0: we're getting off topic here, but yeah. No,
5: Brandon. Oh, we'll bring yeah. it back on topic because the topic's Brandon, and Brandon bought us Reaper. Peanuts? Do you have them? I
3: just got them today. Oh Oh, my god! It's backwards, but you know the two. We're gonna go and eat Reaper peanuts
5: with Brandon. That's gonna be fucking amazing.
3: It's gonna be terrible, dude. You got him. You
5: gotta set a date. Pick pick a date. We'll be there. God damn it! I can't wait. You can stream
2: that live. That'd be fine. Man, we will. Well, right? yeah. <laughs> I've already puked on YouTube once uh,
3: or Facebook. I was there for that. Yeah. Yeah. Expect to puke again. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> excited.
2: Brandon, are you a pastry
3: stout dude? I've never made one and I've maybe had one or two. So I'm like, I'm, I'm okay with sweet. I also got this hot sauce with, from them too. I haven't had it before. It's uh Carolina Reaper pineapple mango.
4: It sounds fantastic. So it
3: Sounds pretty good. Um, yeah. But yeah, pastry stouts. Um, yeah, that's one of those things I haven't done, but I do. I am a fan of the um, Marvel roast. Like I'll agree with the one, one and done. I mean, it's 8% plus like it's pretty sweet. So like one and I'm, I'm good um, from there. But like, I also found it's, there's actually a pound of lactose in this sour, which I don't, which. Oh, probably, okay. Like, yeah. It doesn't, it know. doesn't come off like no, that. No, not at all. I I was surprised too, after I had it's it too, like well, a whole pound. That's there's a freaking pound of lactose in this it's thing. Got a very nice crisp finish. So yeah. I wonder, uh, Final gravity. <laughs> yeah. i got lazy and didn't do that. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, no, no. Somewhere. <laughs> I, it feels pretty dry considering it has a pound of lactose. That's kind
2: of why I was asking.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so.
2: Be- between
5: 110 and 1050
3: Somewhere yeah, in there. Yeah. Somewhere in there, you know? So, I mean, it, I, it's, you know, if it fermented fully and there was no lactic acid production, it'd be around 6.7%. So it's probably a little over six, I would guess. Six ish.
4: That's damn fair. good.
3: Yeah. So,
5: yeah. Running out of homebrew. What did you just crack, Brian?
2: Dude, so, uh, mm. so about, gosh, when was it? Over a month ago. Um, a bunch of us got together and did a socially distanced exchange of our big brew beers. Um and for those that don't know what Big Brew Day is, the first Saturday, I believe in May of every year is uh, national is it National Homebrew Day? What what's the the official title? Uh, national Big
5: Brew Day. National Big Brew
2: Day. Yeah. yeah. So um typically what happens is that uh, a bunch of home brewers will get together and um like there will maybe be like a sponsor brewery and the home brewers will all brew the same recipe on their own kits together and maybe the uh, brewery will brew um you know the same recipe on their own system and it will all get mixed together and uh And the brewery will then, like, ferment it and serve it. Um, But it doesn't necessarily have to be, like, how it goes. But um, that's what happens pretty often. It's just a, you know, a holiday where a bunch of home brewers get together and and essentially brew the same recipe um, in spirit. Again, you don't have to brew the same recipe. Yeah, it is. It's a homebrew holiday. So uh, the pandemic happened this year. So our club, Keepers of Craft, got together and we did a virtual Big Brew Day this year. So we set up some webcams and there were like 12 or 14 of us or something in total maybe that that got together. I think so, yeah. When was Big Brew Day? What's the date? It Uh, was May beginning of may the whatever the first saturday was this year oh so yeah i was bringing your dad that's why i didn't do it yeah yeah it
0: was
5: no I, actually i think we were sitting there do- talking about whether or not you had had the baby because nobody had heard from you yet yeah oh yeah that's what it was
0: yeah,
2: yeah may second
3: may second may yeah it was may second yeah.
0: Oh, so that was just before Charlie came. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, so I was I was on like freaking out like it could be yeah. any minute. <laughs> like literally any Definitely minute. Definitely
2: don't want to start a brew because <laughs> yeah. i
0: would be doing a 3 or 4 day mash instead of an overnight, you know.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, this year uh they uh the um American Homebrewers Association put out a uh, couple recipes. Uh one of which was a uh, a IPA that was made with mostly New Zealand hops, but fermented with a Kveik yeast, which is like a, a Norwegian like style of yeast. Um, and a- anybody could like take their, you know, recipe and do what they wanted with it. I actually don't know many people that actually use the, the, you know, correct yeast, but, um, yeah, we, we all brewed beer. Somebody brewed, um, you know, that recipe, some people brewed David, Brett IPAs, uh, that came out very Bretty um, and this, I believe, came from that. And according to the uh, cap that I just dropped on the floor, I know this is a really long winded answer, but according to the cap, it's a uh, Rye Bach. Ah! Uh-huh. Who's is that? Do you, is that yours, Brandon? Do you know uh, that's who's Tim's. that is?
3: It should be Tim's. Tim?
2: Okay. Yeah. Tim's so that's what I'm drinking. Right on. And, and it tastes rye and baki.
5: Really? That was like, a long uh,
2: answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so
5: um going to the comments molly has asked when mead day is and it was two days ago you missed it oh uh, wait 1st. was it really yes august 1st 2020 is the national mead da, da, da. Mead day for the american Homebrewers association
0: didn't know that i'm gonna have to make a mead now shoot yeah get it ready but, for Mac uh me.
5: super excited about all the blackberries and raspberries I do. Uh. I do want. Oh,
0: it's picking. I read that as pickling. So I always thought she was pickling raspberries. I was like, mm, mm.
2: "I'm down She's to try it." <laughs> yeah. You're pickled. Yeah. She's picking. Yeah, yeah. um I I do pickle. A lot. She actually asked a good question, and I don't. We're. I mean, on a, on a small scale, I haven't noticed it. No. But uh, I could certainly imagine that. Like, well, honestly, depending on the the harvest, like. I could almost see that there might be like an, an, an abundance of hops. If there were, there were a lot of breweries that weren't brewing nearly as much once the pandemic hit and uh, indoor seating was like shut down for a while and stuff like that. Yeah. Um,
5: and I, I think that's, I think it's something I, I, wonder, we're, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's something that we're likely to see the repercussions of maybe next spring. Yeah, Because because yeah. hops, especially hops shipped from, you know, like the German hops and oval hops and the New Zealand hops, those are going to really start getting packaged and come in, you know, near the end of the year, beginning of next year, um, that we would start seeing that, you know, so we already, I think have as homebrewers anyway, have, you know, the stock stateside. Um, but it's just kind of like now, um, you know, COVID has been going on for what, four months and now we can't get pop cans and aluminum, you know, that's the shortage it's hitting. Uh, I'm actually getting hit by, I can't buy a goddamn freezer to save my life. Yeah. I, mean, I need to build a, a kegerator, you know? So I think that the hops and, and, and especially imported hops from New Zealand, Germany, um, other places that are big hop growers, we're probably going to see that, in, um, in a few months after, cause now it's yeah. Like Drew just said, nor- Northern hemisphere it's hop season or it's harvest season. Um, you know, so Germany is going to fall into that, but the New Zealand season is still six months away.
2: Uh, that's true. They harvested pretty much right before the pandemic hit.
1: Right.
4: Yeah. So,
2: um, Brian,
5: I reached into my, my, my fridge and I found one last homebrew bottle before I go break the mine and it has a CS on it. Is that the cherry sour? Yes. I'm pretty sure. All yeah. right. So what we're saying, Tim Smith, what we're saying is we'll get a bunch of beer from you guys soon. I mean, we always have beer. We have way too much damn beer.
2: Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, in fact, I probably plan on, uh, once I get that, uh, that Saffir hopped lager, um, that I mentioned earlier in the show going, I'm probably going to go bottle up like, uh, four of everything and go park my asset like presidential or something. And, uh, post on the local facebook group and just say like come have a beer with me let's like talk beer and i'll give you a four pack and so the thing is right like you guys are probably going through this too i make a lot of beer and i give away a ton of beer but i'm not seeing a lot of people right now which means i'm not giving away nearly as much beer as i usually do which means my keys is full which means i can't actually brew more
4: Mm-hmm, yeah. until
2: I make room for it so it's like you either make stuff that you can bottle up in age
4: yeah.
2: and or or you
5: I, make I'm, I'm make that's where I'm struggling really <laughs> I'm, like, I, I'm struggling to empty kegs and, uh, and and I actually have you know one beer that I can't keg because I don't have a clean keg so where is that. <laughs> oh I mean the country's COVID free but uh, shipping yeah. And, and stuff.
4: And, and
0: I will say, I think uh, there, there have been a number of, I guess, uh, silver linings with having a kid during COVID. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's been some scary shit, but at the same time, there's been a lot of silver linings. And to be entirely honest, uh, I wish I had more beer now, uh, but I kind of stopped brewing for a while before the kid came because I anticipated, like, I'm just learning <laughs> Sure. That. Yeah, right. absolutely. So yeah. Kind of just been like, Okay, it's it's just a down downtime. I'll I'll take the next year or so to ramp you know ramp my production back up.
5: So Tim's Tim's asking again, <laughs> is it harder to brew in smaller batches? And um, you know, so so on the homebrew scale, I think the most traditional batch size is five gallons. That's that's what we we brew. That's typically what our homebrew kegs uh, can hold, and so all of our gear is kind of dialed around. Uh, five gallon batches so i don't know of anybody that really does anything less than five gallons maybe some one
2: gallon smashes
5: um I think there's a few people we've talked to
0: that,
1: that
2: yeah
0: apps and use the, the half gaggers it's
2: it's, uh, it's harder
5: i wouldn't say it's harder
2: it's no. less it's rewarding percentile. in that it takes pretty much the same amount of time yeah to brew a one gallon batch as it does a five gallon batch or even like a ten gallon batch once you get above ten, like it starts to take a little bit longer, just due to like chilling times and stuff, and like heating times to like get stuff yeah. up to a boil. But, uh, but I mean, you're you're spending like maybe three and a half, four hours to make one gallon of beer, or like four four and a half hours to make five gallons of beer. Yep. It's like, I mean, it's the same. I, I think it's a time thing, kind of. I think anything
5: between three and 10 gallons is going to be that four, four and a half hours, uh, depending on your rig. Yeah. So it, it does. It, it, and then, and then when you, when you, when you make a one gallon batch of beer, I, and I really have, I've, I I know people that do one gallon smashes and a smash mm-hmm. is where, so smash stands for single malt and single hop. So it's one hop, one malt, and you're really trying to learn either the the characteristics that that malt throws off or that hop throws off, you know, so maybe you do, four one gallon batches with four different hops, but they all have two row. So now you're learning the different uh, hops or you do the same thing in reverse with different malts, Munich, Marisotter, two row. I don't know who, who does really does that, but anyway, um, but when you, when you ferment that beer, that one gallon, you're getting like what? Six, five, not even six, probably four or five bottles of beer yeah, out of that. Probably yeah. 10 out of a gallon. Yeah. It's twelve ounces. There's 128 ounces in a
2: gallon. 100. Divided by...
5: 100 and what? And we're drunk. Uh, <laughs>
2: 128 uh, divided by 12 is about 10 with some. Give. But then
5: you get you get some. You so got, maybe nine. 8 nine. Eight, eight, yeah. nine. That's what
1: I'm saying. <laughs> uh,
5: that's what I'm saying. You got 128. You're going to lose at least a third of that for a trub. So Okay, maybe nine, but still.
4: <laughs>
5: yeah. It's just not. It's not worth it. Brew, brew five gallons. Uh, what's Ron? Oh, happy. Oh, Oh, happy to help with the beer. We all have too much beer. Ron And and, and,
2: and the new bar.
5: The new bar is not done yet. (laughs) And COVID. Uh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So, uh, actually the guy's supposed to come tomorrow to finish the trim of the doors. And then, then I, I, then I, it's on me at that point.
3: (laughs) Um, I'm breaking in. I, I got, oh, Brian just disappeared, but I've got Brian Stevens Sour Nipah.
5: Oh, you got the yeah. lucky bastard. I can't even get any of that.
0: Just not in the club, Jason. The hell, yeah.
3: man.
5: You would think that I, I could <laughs> <Yeah>. at least, <laughs> I spend eight hours a day with the asshole online
1: anyway.
5: <laughs> He's not here right now. Uh, I'm, drinking, I'm drinking Brian Stevens Cherry Sour. All I right. Hope. I, I wish I could pan his camera to see if is still laying on the floor. Yeah, yeah,
1: that
3: would... <laughs> she's creeping.
5: <laughs>
0: she's probably watching. She
3: <laughs> she's right. judging you right now.
5: That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> so, how is? Tell me about his sour uh, New England. That looks New Englandy.
3: It, it definitely has more bitterness than mine. Yeah, that's the first thing I notice. Um, it's
5: tell kind me of... how bad it is.
3: I mean, it's not bad. God damn it. (laughs) I mean, I know you want to be that. It's got more bitterness and more hop character in general, but like you still get that. The sour backbone is that, you know, any type of a sour, that's at least in my, on my palate, that's, that's the dominant character, but you definitely get more bitterness and.
0: um, (laughs) Mm. Oh, here we are. Here here it is. She, She got up nice
5: what
2: what, <laughs> use what did
3: i miss when I... <laughs> nothing,
5: i'm nothing. drinking
3: your sour Nipah.
5: yeah what what did you, you, oh, you use using your did oh, i give you one
3: of those yeah you gave me one of them oh good <laughs> yeah i figured it would be a good thing to drink right after mine
2: you know? yeah <laughs> so a little more bitter right
3: yeah oh definitely yeah
5: if y'all are wondering why each of us have like bounced off camera a bit <laughs> Humans got to pee.
3: <laughs> yeah. If I had to do that, finally, I was like, we don't, you know, we don't take random
2: breaks. Yeah. yeah. I could
3: wait it out, but I think I'm just going to go do it.
2: <laughs> so hold, hold that up. It's like, it's, it's not dark, right? I didn't oxidize the shit. up. Yeah. It's oh. like really milky. Yeah. yeah.
3: It's not dark at all.
2: So what hops? Uh, so that was like, um, so I had from the, uh, What's, uh, I think it was the O'Connor's homebrew competition last year. I had a two-ounce bag of Brew 1 and a two-ounce oh. bag of Sabro that they gave me. So I used those. And then I had like a four-ounce thing of Citra that I had vacuum-packed and, like, I think a little Amarillo. And this was just, like, things that I had vacuum-packed that I just needed to use.
4: And so yeah.
2: it was basically those four hops. Um, I really look forward to trying it. Do you? I do actually?
5: <laughs> uh, I don't know why. No. Ah, Molly is coming in with the questions. What is the absolute favorite part of the brewing process?
4: Um, not including drinking it. Not no, including no. drinking it.
2: Oh, look how good that emoji shows up.
4: It mm. does. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question.
5: I I really like mashing. in I don't know. I just I like the smell. I, I like uh i like i like so i guess i would say actually that my favorite part of the brewing process is designing the recipe um uh that's that's what i get off on i like creating it um but then then taking that grain bill and mashing it in and smelling this cereal uh oat grainy i'm gonna go way too geeky so i'm just gonna stop that's mine
2: yeah i was gonna say or you could let brandon answer this to show Show. fuck you
3: <laughs> sure, sure, I'm just, I'm just visiting. Um, I mean I, I actually I'd build off I'd build off Jason's answer and say I like designing the recipe and then finish once it's finished you know comparing it you know how I imagined it to how it is um, yeah. you know that's the, that's, fun. that's the fun part you know a lot of times you don't hit it at all or other times you nail it and you're like that's exactly what I wanted um and that's that's a great moment when you get you know like this is a great beer this is what i was hoping for you know that's that's the best part when things work out you know it doesn't always though so yeah hence my beer in the fermenter right on brian man
2: i really like designing beers um and and no no I, i wanted to bounce off of brandon's like uh i uh I have. Last I looked in BeerSmith, I think I have something like two hundred and seventy-five different like recipes. Um, oh, wow. A lot of which I, guarantee, oops, I'm clicking a random shit, but we'll get back to that. <laughs> a lot of which I haven't brewed. Um, most of them just uh, like somebody will will ask me an idea, um, yep. and uh, and I'm like, well, I don't know what that would look like, but that sounds delicious. Like I've never made that before. So we start fucking around with it in Beersmith, and it gets like you know archived and I, we'll someday get back to it and and, and brew it. I, I tend to go through like phases. Like this year is uh, a lot of like sour beers. I'm starting my sour beer pipeline, um, like American sour beers and stuff like that, mixed like fermentations and stuff. Oh.
5: He just took himself offline altogether, which is hilarious. He can hear us now. I don't know what the hell he did, but he's gone. Uh, service disconnect.
4: How,
2: how did he? Did he get did did you close out of your browser? I don't know what happened. Just, I, was, I was talking, like, Streamyard was like, "Fuck this!" I'm excited. <laughs> you don't need to listen to him talk anymore. That was dumb. But anyway, yeah, no, uh, yeah. I, I muted that time. You did good
5: job. Uh um what was your other question that we passed by? Drew likes cleaning. Drew does like cleaning, I bet.
3: Oh god. Molly. <laughs> <laughs> well I love cleaning, but you know, it's an important process. It's absolutely necessary. I uh
2: man, I, w- I was I made a comment on Reddit the other day um that like I like putting on like an audio book and going downstairs and just like cleaning stuff like I'll, I'll clean out kegs or like clean lines yep. or like sweep up and stuff and it's just like it's actually kind of relaxing because it, it's like it's my space right it's just like i know i know this stuff this is like my mm-hmm. it's my hobby and like i'm doing this for the betterment of like you know of, of, of all my 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 brewing and stuff i don't know I, I i get it
5: yeah i know i know amy's not watching but so she can't laugh at me, but you know, I, I'm redoing my bathroom or basement, bathroom, basement. I lost my basement last year to the flooding. And, and I purposely, when I remodeling, I I purposely put in a sink so that I could do just that, that I can, I can go downstairs. Now I I have my, my brew room set back up. I'm going to build my fermentation chamber. I put in Mm -hmm. a big ass sink so I can clean cags and bottle and uh, you know, I'm going to get, I've got new, well, I've got a keyser but not the one I want because I can't buy Free freezer right right now. now yeah. yeah, but it's just that to go down there and and kind of put with your stuff, and I'm really looking forward to that. Um,
3: looking forward to seeing your finished uh, bar area, hanging out there one day.
5: Soon, soon. Yeah. Well, I mean, it'll be done soon, and then when
2: we can
3: hang out, yeah, COVID
2: soon. COVID soon. Yeah.
3: COVID yeah. Soon.
2: yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: So. Molly, since she's been asking a lot of questions, we'll be with that. <laughs> uh, just, just going in an order. What's your desert island beer, Brandon? What can you put away?
3: I mean, IPAs or pale ales. You know, I, I'm a hop fan more than anything. Really? That's pretty common. So, just trying different hops, and you know, of,
0: <laughs> of course, Jason. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Do I have to pick a beer? she said style. She said style. Yeah. I mean, a, pil- a nice pilsner is nice for smashing or or lager. I don't know if is Ham's really a pilsner. It's it's a lightish lager, if nothing else. So uh, let's see what it officially says.
2: Amer. It's an American
5: pilsner. Right? It says America's classic beer. Yeah, oh. yeah.
3: I think they actually don't say pilsner. Um, I,
5: I, they don't. They actually don't I say. It would fall, I okay. It qualify,
3: okay. It's just It should just be pilsner and corn. So I mean, it should be. They they don't say lager. They don't say pilsner. Yeah.
2: I think David Jones had mentioned uh, he has like a tab open on his computer right now for doing like a hams clone, <laughs> and it's like yeah, it's a crap ton of corn, like twenty yep. percent of the grain corn, bill or something. Corn like grits. That.
5: Yeah. Yeah. They they don't say they don't they don't say shit. They, America's classic beer that's
3: yeah, B Y O has like the official, uh, recipe, supposedly official original recipe, you know, whether it's actually official, who knows, but
2: yeah, Tim, Tim's staying hydrated. It's actually, uh, it's, it's called canoe, uh,
5: beer, uh, because you're, is it, am I getting the joke right? Cause you're pretty fucking close to water.
2: <laughs> jordan isn't that you're like uh you're american like, yeah
0: yeah like
2: that. <laughs> I go between
0: that and miller uh it's cool. it's kind of one of those toss-ups you know that my dad's a coors guy it, you yeah. know we grew up in colorado so that's just kind of that's what he that's that generation that's what he drinks it's he's he's a coors guy um, I mean, he drinks. He he enjoys craft beer too, but you know his like go to like consistency is Coors. So I, that's kind of the way I grew up. So I guess there's a bit of influence on that. But yeah, usually usually it's Coors Miller or Hams.
5: Hams is a damn fine beer.
3: I will say, as a recent, never tried Hams before that I could think of, and then recently bought it because of you guys talking about it. As far as a crushable lightish lager, yeah, it's, it's there. I it's like. 80 to 90% of what I want in a, in a pilsner type beer.
4: I agree. Yeah, so the, the best thing
5: about hams uh, yeah it is, it is super cheap. But yeah. when you're sitting here, you know, especially the three of us we play games sometimes or whatever and you're you're sitting here and you're you're putting away good home brew or you know like good craft brew in the, in the in the in the cooler and then you know you're drunk off your ass or you're getting there and you can reach for a
2: hams it's. You're not wasting your good. You're your not life. wasting it. You're not going to regret
5: it in the <laughs> yeah. morning. Uh, I, I have a buddy. I know he's not listening, but I, I have a good friend of mine that got a a bottle of um, Johnny Walker Blue Scotch one day at one time. You know, like a four hundred dollar bottle of Scotch, and and he. I think he, I think his story goes. He moved to Texas. Uh, he moved there a few weeks before his wife. He's in this empty house with no furniture, and all he's got basically is a, a thirty pack of Milwaukee's Best and a bottle of Johnny Walker Blue. Oh no! And he wakes up in the morning in you know a pile of empty cans and an empty fifth of four hundred dollars scotch. So uh, <laughs> that's regret. Uh, uh. Uh, and so Hams is the no regret beer. I can. The other night I was playing with Jordan and I, I got a little drunk and I reached for him like oh time to switch to Hams.
0: There you oh. yep, yep there's that little that little <sighs> timer that goes off in your head when I was like, nope, time no. hands. yeah, eh, can see that. I feel like they should sponsor us.
2: They should <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know what I'm drinking now. This is beer number five it's uh It's something that Jake Downey gave me. It's from Hot Butcher, but it's completely oh, unlabeled. I have
5: one so. of those,
4: too. <laughs>
5: unlabeled Hot Butcher. It's so, Brandon, Brandon, what's your favorite beer to brew, and, and do you have one that your wife really likes?
2: Your wife. My
3: favorite is, yeah. My Molly's drinking, too. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
3: your cheers, help. Molly. Yeah. I mean,
5: There's Jacob. It's Downey It's uh, Ale America.
3: Uh oh shit he's
5: watching okay he is watching
2: thanks jake
3: yeah and and just to comment on tim since i can't comment on there is most beer is mostly water if you want to be technical (laughs) uh, i mean but uh but yeah anyways my favorite beer uh probably i mean same as what i often brew pale ales and ipas just because i mean i like a lot of a-hole craft brewers and and craft brew drinkers i'm a I'm a hop head and trying different hops or, you know, trying to get the flavor profile of different hops is one of my favorite things. And, and that's what most of my beers are going to be centric. I, I'm a Pilsner might be a close second just because, you know, you get a lighter beer with a good amount of hop character too. So, uh, you know, those, those two, two or three styles there, if you want to lump them all together are my favorite. As far as what my wife likes, she's not a beer drinker actually. Um, she's my guinea pig though. If like, I have something like, Hey, tell me what flavors you get out of this because, um, I know she's not going to be biased. Uh, other than she probably would, she, she'll tell me she doesn't like something, but she doesn't talk shit about my beer too much. I wish she would talk more shit. Um, but like at the same time, like I know she'll give me a good opinion. Like if I'm like, Hey, what flavors do you get off this beer? I'll let her try it. Cause I know she's not a big beer drinker and she may not always have the best descriptors cause neither do I. Um, but she'll she'll at least give me an idea if like something if it sounds right and sometimes she's spot on too when I give her something like hey that's what I was going for so thank you for your unbiased opinion um, but she's more of a I, she doesn't even drink alcohol that much so it's hard to say if anything she likes uh, oh man you know lemonade and uh, shandies or like uh, stuff like that vein shandies yeah would probably be what she's The biggest fan of
5: yeah yeah sorry i keep keep burping on here myself what (laughs) else molly what else can we do for you molly
3: molly ask away feel free oh wait
5: wait one more what is what do you consider the most versatile hop to be
3: Uh, well the michigander centennial is a great hop um you know two-hearted or it's great it's a good bittering hop it adds some uh extra I don't know what the right terminology, but you know it it does add some extra harshness to bitterness. Supposedly, not as much as Chinook, from my experience, but like it adds some extra. And it's a great flavor and aroma hop too. It's just it's a great versatile hop. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah,
5: I don't know. I feel like I came up in the age of Citra, and so I just have to say Citra, 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 Citra everything is brewed with citra
4: it's a i've it's ever it's had
5: bitter. a citra bittered i uh beer that i've liked yeah,
3: I've, you don't want to waste your citra money on the bittering
5: yeah i you know when i was a young brewer though i started that way like my my first ipa was citra the bitter citra uh yeah it's citra the whole time i have switched that recipe to start using like centennial for bittering and and then citra for everything else but Man, Molly is just coming I know, up. she's going to keep
2: the episode going wow. until fucking it's like 10 all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. all
1: right,
5: Molly, we'll keep drinking as
1: long as you keep
0: asking questions. All right, who's going first on this
2: one? I haven't even talked about my favorite hop yet. Oh. No, I'm just it's kidding, a- I don't have one. I don't actually brew with hops. I brew like Gruet style. <laughs> I use um, your, juniper, your- branches, and <laughs> heather, poison oak.
3: Poison oak. Oh yeah. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, I've I've taken offense to the American Homebrewers Association, so I just I brew all my beers with you know,
4: oh, dang,
2: poison oak and sumac and stuff, and send them oh. in for tastings.
3: <laughs> nice. I don't know if there's are <laughs> gonna make your inside itchy. Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not intimidated by uh, ingredients. I don't know. I I mean, I guess if you could ask something more specific, maybe I could think of it. But, um, eh, I mean, maybe I'm intimidated by some processes okay. like uh, decoctions or like, um, I mean, plus like a lot of people advocate for them not being worth it, but then some people advocate for it being worth it. So I think it also depends on what type of malt, you know, how modified, you. How, how modified a malt you're using is probably important too. And in, you know, in the history of decoctions anyways, but, mm. um, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure you get character out of it too, uh, whether it's worth it that's an individual idea, you know,
2: I any, any ingredient that has like a sort of overwhelming flavor is, is kind of intimidating. Honestly, the most intimidated that I've ever been um, has been to use wood.
1: Hmm.
2: Um, because you, anything that you really want to add like wood to, especially like bourbon soaked wood or something like that, you sort of sometimes have like a significant investment in like, One, there's the wood and the bourbon or whatever liquor it's soaking in. And then two, there's the beer that you've fermented out, which oftentimes is a stout that's aged a little bit too. And then, you know, if you mix the two together and you leave the wood in too long, you can potentially like, you know, really just mess up that beer. There's no way to remove like the, 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 the wood flavor um, that, that can be added to that beer if you leave it in too long and stuff like that like it's it requires like i don't know sometimes like a lot of tasting and stuff like that and i've i've messed with wood four or five times now i'm, I'm not big into it because of that i'm intimidated by it a little bit and i feel like every time i do something with like wood i pull it off too early because i'm like okay I Very need annoying. to do it right now. Otherwise, I'm I'm going to fuck it up. It's going to be ruined if I leave it on too long. But then I pull it off too early and you can't really taste it at all. So
4: It's a good answer. It, yeah. I would it's it's, it's the
2: unknown. Yeah. Actually, it is. Uh,
4: yeah.
0: On the similar aspect for me, I think the uh, the anything that I'd be in, intimidated in is any foraged ingredients. Like mm. say like spruce tips or you know or anything that I might like pull out of my backyard or or you know something like that. Um but uh, yeah, that, quick answer on that um, I gotta go pick something up real quick and I'll be back on in just a second
5: so switching to uh, the Spork love the name have you ever made anything that you hated and your friends loved and what was it and I think uh, I'm, I'm going to take that one first it's damn near every brew I've ever brewed <laughs> uh, if you're take a home brewer, you friends. <laughs> right if you're a home brewer you would understand that it's so hard to find something like I've called Brian before. I literally have, I, I think I called you and I'm like, I like this beer. I just brewed. Something's wrong with it because you hate everything you make almost, or yeah. you don't hate it, but you're like, you're never happy.
2: We're nitpicky. yeah.
5: Nitpicky. Yeah. yeah. So uh, every beer I've ever made, <laughs> except, except that one that I called Brian about. And then this is, this is COVID 2020, right? I was so excited. I'm called Brian. I'm telling him, right, we're talking on, <laughs> computers up and i'm like my ipa i'm super happy with it remember and yeah we, oh yeah I, I was so excited for it to go to competition because i'm like uh, i finally i finally made the ipa that i like yeah it's a really good ipa i'm really happy with this ipa and then every mother fucking competition got canceled
2: every single one i haven't entered a single competition this year i think the mazer cup may, maybe is like the only one that's still going on yeah Although um, I haven't oh. heard about that. Well, Drew might be able to chime uh, in.
5: So Brand- Brandon and I won
2: K Dale. Oh, I forgot about K Dale. Except you're not going to be able to brew your shit until next year, probably now or
1: right. whatever.
5: Brandon, have you, have you heard anything from your
2: brewery?
3: No, I thought about emailing them. I did actually email uh, Territorial for uh, the Big Yellow Cup last year just to follow up with Dan. And he said, you know, yeah, he's still going to do something. He just doesn't know when. Um, but as far as K Dale, I, I might email them soon just to kind of like keep. Keep me fresh in their memory so I can have that experience. Um, yeah,
5: I haven't. Uh, who did you get? Uh, since it's on you. What, I forget. What, what brewery?
3: Oh, man. Why can't I think of the, I can't think of names right now. Um, if I heard it, I would know it.
5: I'm See, I, I, got, right I got Railtown and the other ones were Rock. Did you get Rock Bottom? Yes. Rock yes. Bottom. You got Rock Bottom. I got no, Railtown. Gra-
3: Gravel Bottom. Gravel.
5: Gravel Bottom. That's it
3: yes um yeah so that's yeah
5: right. i should email real town
3: um and also i will point out that the spork is probably should be my friend trevor um as far as going back to his question i'll say like as a home brewer and even like a newer home brewer every beer i make i'm a little like uh self-conscious about anyways like yep. when i first make it i've gotten better about it as i brew more but like you're always a little self-conscious, especially when a beer's fresh, because you know it like always the first week after you like, you know, from the day you keg it until it's set in the keg for a week or so. Anyways, I'm always like it changes quite a bit in that short period if you keg early. Anyways, um, so it's always like so I'm a little self-conscious anytime I have a beer. Um, but I mean, I mostly brew things that I'm expecting myself to like. So the only thing I can really think of that I don't drink a ton of is I have a. Uh, berry mead that uh, our friend Anthony likes that is a little too sweet for me. So it just kind of sits in the keg. And I occasionally give him some. I should just probably give him some of <laughs>
1: It's
3: a little sweet for me. I like it, but it's, you know. Make him buy a
2: case of bottles and just.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah.
5: Awesome. Uh he must be your friend. Where's his fucking sour, Brandon? What the
4: hell?
3: <laughs> you need to remind me because you can have some cuz like I can't even drink a ton of the sour even though I do like it. It's, you know, sours I drink like one one a night at most, but realistically like, you know, 1 to 3 a week <laughs> glasses of. So yeah. So I mean, yeah, you can have some. You just got to remind me to bring you some since you're, you know, like two blocks away. <laughs> It's right on. Or you can bring your lazy ass over here and get some. There you go. <laughs> Put it on him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyone else have an answer to that?
2: Hmm. I got a good buzz going, quote unquote.
3: What other Molly questions we got here?
5: Um. Uh, this one's dirty. She's talking about
2: Brian's wood, so we'll skip that one. Drew <laughs> <laughs> um, already knows all about that. It's fine. Be
3: a one is oak and you know that, Molly. You're just being dirty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, gosh. Jeez, Molly. Beer with sassafras. like Not exactly a beer because it doesn't have any malt in it, but I, and I mentioned to Brian. Or Brian, Sorry, not Brian. I, I mentioned to Brian, but I more it to Jason, and he seemed interested in it, but Kronk. Kronk is the drink. Yeah, we we covered. Oh, that. I forgot we about Kronk. Like, yeah, yeah, right. So we did talk about that, didn't we? We did. Yeah, yeah it was in it was in. Let's it had sarsaparilla and sassafras in it, but supposedly the finished product doesn't really taste very root beer like. Talk about what Kronk is, real quick. Yeah, tell us. Oh man, it's like oh, this is I gotta terrible, make to make
5: product. you a banner first. Uh, let's see, Brandon.
3: So
2: while well, I was okay. talking about. Uh,
3: it's it's like a. I'll pull up the recipe because I kind of like already. I have all the rest. I have all the ingredients for it now. Finally, I bought a gallon of molasses so that I can make several batches to try out.
2: I was talking about cherry wood. Ooh,
3: there you go. That's a good one too. Professor Edwards. <laughs> um, so yeah, the I mean, basic cronk recipe, I'll tell you what it has in it. Because the the like 1800s recipe has is, is based off 100 gallons, mind you. So that's more than I'm gonna brew. Um, but it has chamomile, cinnamon, ginger root, sarsaparilla, sarsaparilla extract, sassafras and green tea in it. Um, and your primary fermentable is molasses. So yes, um, and it usually rains in around two point eight percent. I think is what the the best information I got on it. So it's it's a it's an easy drinker. Um, and there's uh at least one YouTube video of a uh, oh it's like a food. It's mainly a guy who you know just food in general, and occasionally used to do brewing, and recently started uh re re uh, casting stuff. And I should look them up while I'm talking. But. Hmm. Yes, it sounds great. Some dude on Reddit and Twitter, like, I think someone on Twitter like posted the link to this old book that mentioned what Cronk is from the 1800s. And then somebody kind of posted that on Reddit a couple weeks back.
1: Like that's
2: legit what it's always been called?
3: Yes, supposedly there's, (laughs) I think in, uh, you know, forgive me what region, but in Canada, it's still kind of popular in some places. Um, But how popular i don't i don't know about that yeah yeah sure but yeah it sounds pretty interesting so i bought all the ingredients to make about a five gallon batch and i also thought about maybe i would split it and add like maybe some malt extract to one of them too just to try to make kind of a beer
1: yeah style.
2: yeah
3: um just to you know give it a shot. It, maybe
2: we'll have to have like episode 18 getting crunk or something like that like
3: right <laughs> but it sounds very interesting and uh you know yeah
5: it does it does where was i who knows uh, yeah so so this has been our first official uh homebrewer episode brandon
2: thanks for coming on and hanging out with us and talking
4: uh, about yeah, your shit
2: we need to do these more often i I fucking I mean that's that's our heart and soul, right? We're all we, homebrewers. That's like that's our fucking passion, right? Like we did say we were gonna do one a month. Yeah. I think yep. I think that's golden.
5: So I don't have any, any hard plans for any future upcoming episodes. We're still working on a couple of those. Next next week, uh
2: still TBD. um
0: Got a few things up in the
2: air still. Potentially exciting, but yeah. we'll see
5: yeah we had we had we had we had some good conversations brandy you're about to get attacked be careful
3: <laughs> there's a vicious creature behind you that's Alice uh, attention but not too much
5: no no just just, uh, just enough on her terms right
3: that's right.
0: Oh Well, I guess we'll just one more thing with uh, Molly here. Who's going to make a blonde with garden-grown hot peppers? I Like I said earlier, I'm, I'm growing rapers, so uh, ah. let's make a hot lapa. I, I hot have lapa.
2: Uh, <laughs> I have fooled you. Um, that's, uh,
0: that's what a lapa actually uses.
2: Yeah, yeah. I have some of those growing. Apparently, well, Shanna does. She mostly takes care of them. We had heatless habaneros growing too. Those would be
4: interesting.
2: It, yeah, the plant is just... It's green, and it has not grown or done anything in two months that's not dead it just hasn't grown
0: you know i had a lot of my peppers this year they just aren't doing what they're supposed to like yeah. a lot of the stuff that i ordered from uh pucker like those biggest pepper plants i've ever had they're like bushes they're amazing uh but anything else that i have like usually my uh, cayenne peppers do really well those aren't doing so hot i got a couple Sopranos. Mm. those aren't doing so hot i have one habanero that is doing great, but my Scotch Bonnet, my Seven Pot, my um, uh, Reapers, uh, and then I have one mystery pepper that I'm not sure Ooh. what it is.
2: Best um, way to figure that out is just eat it. Eat I, it, I, Yeah, I,
5: yeah I,
0: don't, I don't think that's... It's probably not going to tell me what that is.
2: <laughs> one of my first peppers yes. is going to be an Ajurico this year. So I
5: gave mine, mine to my mom. Point. So... I, I get pictures every week I, I i got some pictures of my ghost peppers are coming in
4: yeah
5: yeah I'm totally lazy I, David jones gave me a bunch of plants or five plants or something like that i just took them to my mom and said here grow these and give me peppers when they're done
4: That's and cute.
5: Uh, i mean I was nice and said be careful don't touch them uh, yes made that
0: mistake i tried growing a, a unique pepper variety they're uh, what are they called like uh, like midnight peppers or something like it the whole what's plant- that? The whole plant is black, and so are oh, the peppers. The, pe- the hot peppers are, are black as well, and they're considered like an ornamental. But after doing research, that's the only reason they're ornamentals, because they're super hot. They're like 10 to 12 times hotter than uh, jalapenos, but don't have like any sort of discernible mm-hmm. character. They're just heat. I was like, eh, whatever. You know, that I'll, can come sure. in handy, <laughs> though. I mean,
5: you know, if you yeah. want to get something with like a nice habanero flavor or uh but but you want more heat did i say habanero i meant jalapeno jalapeno Uh, flavor either way yeah you know that's one thing after joining and starting or starting kalamazoo hot sauce enthusiast and and then joining in with all you guys and eating peppers you know before i used to think oh habaneros are super hot now i'm like (laughs) <laughs> that's a, good, that's a good mild pepper um, it's a bit of a warm up <laughs> yeah right and especially after eating a reaper now it's just like uh yeah Habanero well,
0: you had, you had it, a trinidad before that
2: if it doesn't make you puke then it's not uh,
5: no that was the naga viper we had naga. before that
0: okay. i kind and... of think that's what my mystery is it looks like a, a lot like naga vipers um i've done
5: super tasty
0: super tasty. I, I've read there's, there's a number of people. Uh, there's a Facebook group for uh, pepper growing and there's a, we're getting, I'm getting way off topic here. But, um, <laughs>
4: That's
5: what we do here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a, uh, we, know, we shouldn't even be called Michigan. <laughs> but
4: but anyway,
0: <laughs> who, who, do, who overwinter their peppers, and they say that their reapers that they've overwintered the second season reapers don't look anything like the classic reaper, they look completely different. They look a lot more like a, a viper. Um, so I'm kind of wondering if this other mystery pepper that I have just may have been seeds taken from like a second year um hmm. uh, reaper, but all right, we'll find out. We'll that's
5: find- yeah, that's a good one. Name me the channel, Michigan Drinks. Um, <laughs> yeah. or, or just three drunk fuckers ramble on with their <laughs> so, so. 3DF. I, you know, I, I, I wanted to do like. Uh, I know, there's random thoughts, Brian. You laugh. Fuck you. <laughs> I wanted to do like Tagger Brew news of the week every week, and then I haven't talked to Deb in a couple of weeks. So uh, I'll still do my shout out to Tagger Brew. Keep on tagging. Whatever the hell they call it uh drink craft Jonah homebrew club what else we should probably go it's been two hours
2: (laughs) Brandon thank you again buddy thank you for joining us yeah if anybody else if we have any like homebrewers like listening that like want to like yeah we're gonna
5: do this once a month right (laughs) Yeah, yeah 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 absolutely so tell us your story come on and drink with us
3: i'll be there to harass you most likely too yeah, absolutely there you go <laughs> all right
2: <laughs> thanks again man all right well cheers everybody cheers brandon I, thanks guys all right have a good night guys Woo. good night guys